This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is September 17th, 2020. This week, the idea of a growth factor premium isn't new, but it has been difficult to capture in its purest form. What does it take to build a growth factor portfolio and put it to work in today's markets? To find out, we spoke with Mehdi Aligambari, Executive Director on MSCI's Core Equity Research Team. Mehdi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Adam. Obviously, no one is happy about the situation we find ourselves in today, but one great thing about being human is our ability to adapt. So what about you, Mehdi? What's getting you and your family through? It's been difficult, but I was actually thinking about this the other day, and there has been some silver lining. I think one that I probably share with a lot of working parents with uh, small children is that over the past six months, I got to spend uh, quality time with my uh, daughters and see them grow in uh, real time, which has been great. I also started playing tennis again, something that I've been thinking about for quite some time now, but my schedule didn't allow it. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, Hopefully when all this behind us, maybe we can have a match. (laughs) So today we're talking factors, growth factors specifically. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, back to the basics. What is the growth factor and why are we talking about it today? Sure. So growth is a style factor like value, momentum, size. And as you know, a factor is a characteristic of a group of securities that can explain the risk return uh, behavior of those uh, those group of securities. For example, small stocks behave differently than uh, larger stocks. So if you look at the risk return uh, of a stock, you can associate some of it to its uh, to its size. Now, in growth, we characterize the uh, stocks based on some growth metrics such as sales growth or earning growth. And the idea is that some of the risk return characteristic of stock is explained by the growth score of uh, that stock. Now, why you and I are talking about this today, I guess it's because we finally launched an index to capture the growth factor premium. We had index on all other uh, premium factors, well-known premium factors, but not uh, on growth. Okay, that's that's fair enough, Maddie. But uh, why a growth factor index now? Sure. So one thing that I, I should start with is that growth factor premium has always been there. Uh, it's not like it just appeared over the past five or ten years because of the good performance of a few growth technology companies. So it's, it's been there for a while. And if you look at the performance of the growth factor in a factor model, uh, you can see that the performance has been consistent and persistent over the past 20 plus years. And th- that is the growth premium that we are talking about. Now, for reasons that we can get into, if, if you want, growth factor premium is slightly more difficult to capture when uh, compared to all other factors such as value and momentum. And it requires a more sophisticated uh, methodology to, to capture it. Investors have become more uh, comfortable with the idea of factor investing and also factor indexes and also using more sophisticated approaches to capture the factors. We feel that 
in this challenging market environment, investors need a complete toolbox to navigate the, the market. And we're hoping that this growth target factor indices is another complementary tool in their toolbox. When you talk growth, the classic split is growth versus value, right? Is is that what we're talking about here? Is it the same idea? It's actually quite different. Uh, growth is sometimes defined as the opposite of value, and the traditional value growth indexes divide the universe into growth versus value stocks. But uh, when you look at it in practice, growth investing is far from anti-value investing. Growth investors always have an eye on the valuation of the, uh, the stocks, and value investors also look at the growth of uh, stocks. When we talk about growth premium and what we're trying to capture in our growth factor indices, is also very different from an anti-value definition of the growth. Thank you for clearing that up. Now, moving on to the construction. We spoke with your colleague Abhishek Gupta a few weeks ago about building single-factor portfolios generally, some best practices there. How does that work overlap with what we're talking about? It's, it's very related, actually. Abhishek's recent research is answering a few very important questions in a single-factor index construction. And one of the questions that he's uh, trying to answer is whether we should use the exact same methodology for all the different factors. And the, the answer is a clear no. For example, for value is common practice and very sensible thing to do is to look at value within a sector and even create the sector neutralized um, factor index. But if you do that for momentum, you weaken the factor quite uh, significantly. So one size doesn't fit up. Now in growth, because of the characteristic of the, the factor, we need even more uh, sophisticated approach to capture its premium. And the rather simple approaches that we use for all these other factors fail to capture the, the growth premium in an efficient way. What is it that makes growth so different? Well, it's all about unintended exposures. Now, when you create an, uh, a factor index, the idea is to have the highest exposure, as high as uh, you can, to the factor that you're targeting and have low exposure to all other residual factors. Now, for most factors, value, quality, size, momentum, when you use a simple uh, rank and select approach, a simple uh, heuristic approach, you end up with an index that does that. So you, so you end up with high exposure to the factor that you're targeting and low exposure, uh, relatively low exposure, exposure that is not damaging to your performance to all in these other factors. If you do the same thing for a growth, you indeed end up with high exposure to your target factor growth. And if you look at the performance of such an index, you can see that growth factor is positively contributing to the returns, but you also end up with very consistent and quite significant exposure to a few other factors, such as uh, value, quality, and volatility. And the performance of these factors and your high exposure will create a drag on the performance of the, uh, the factor index. So that's very clear what the problem is. What do you do about it? How did you go about capturing the growth factor premium? 
we need to use optimization and also factor models to directly and uh, explicitly control for these unintended uh, factor exposures. The optimization uh, or the optimizer in conjunction with the factor model allows us to directly and very explicitly maximize the exposure to growth uh, factor, but at the same time constraints to make sure that we don't end up with an index that is high in valuation, expensive, uh, low quality or high volatility. It's a bit more sophisticated approach and more, more complex, but it's not uh, some uh, a new approach. So this is the tools that we're using in uh, growth target factor indices are the same as we use uh, we use in our minimum volatility indexes and some of our multi-factor indexes. Sounds a little bit like what we've talked about for years: growth at a reasonable price or GARP strategy. Exactly, exactly. You can think of it as an extension of uh, GARP. And when you looked back at the performance of this index that you constructed in back tests, were you indeed able to strip out these other factors and, and focus in on growth? Yes, so exactly. So when when you look at the historical performance of this growth index, you see you can see that you end up with an index that high, has high positive and significant exposure to the growth factor, and that has provided positively to the return of the index. But the the index is not expensive, so the, the valuation is not uh, very high, and the value is not a drag on the performance anymore. The same goes for quality and volatility. It's, it's the reasonable quality, and the quality is no longer a drag, and volatility is not no longer a drag. Well, thank you very much, Mehdi. I appreciate your taking the time to come on and walk us through not only the importance of capturing the growth factor premium, but also the difficulties and how you went about capturing it. Thank you again for joining us. My pleasure. That's all for this week. Our thanks to Mehdi and to all of you for joining us. Be sure to tune in next time. It's Climate Week in New York. We'll be speaking about the intersection of climate change and investing across private assets, including real estate. Remember, It takes just a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, or share with a friend. Until next week, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.